Hours of the Fury is brought to you by Red Nation Online. Find us on Twitter at Red Nation Online and at OIT Fury. Two hours is the Fury, episode seventy-seven. I am Ryan. I am Tim. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still wet, Tim? Um, no, but like the clothing I wore was still wet, like Tuesday afternoon. And the game was on Saturday. Wow. Yeah, I, I was I was soaked. Yeah, I, I I I don't know if I've ever been that wet before. Uh, if you're joining, I'm us, glad I got. I'm glad I got to drive home too, cause taking the bus home that wet. Oh, I walked home, and and I and I was so wet that like, my my pants were like rubbing against my leg, and mm-hmm. and like I had sores. And, yeah, it was bad, being yeah. outside for three hours. All right. If you're wondering what we're talking about, uh, <laughs> welcome to Ours is the Fury, a podcast about the Ottawa Fury of the NASL, the fastest growing league. No. The most it's amazing. not it's not dead yet. It's not dead yet. The not That's dead the most positive s- thing we can say. Second division soccer league. I don't know. I like I like the football. I like talking about it. It's a good league. I like it when we win. It's a good league, but apparently if one coach gets fired then the league's going down and Yeah. Not if not if you cool. lose two teams at the end of a season. That's fine. No, no yeah, that's cool. But if you clean out a front office mm-hmm. yeah. then then everything's doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. And even though that that team's attendance is above the league average, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's so, doom and gloom? What's that? Us, us, a little bit. And I was, uh, I was like, oh, I'll check out some other podcasts. They're all mm-hmm. going away. Really? Yeah. Like uh, Soccer Morning. Do you remember Soccer Morning? You ever listen to that? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's gone. gone. It's gone. Really? Yeah, I was. I had a couple hours to kill this morning. Mm-hmm. I went to. I'll listen to some podcasts. Yeah, they're all gone. There's a bunch of new ones, hmm. and a lot of NESL team specific ones. I encourage people to check out. I I, I hate those ones. <laughs> well, you know they get they got a platform too to <laughs> say the same about us. Except for ours, ours is completely different and much better. But well, it's because ours is about the fury. That's true. Yeah. And if you have a podcast about FC Edmonton, it's not going to be good, don't matter. <laughs> I heard that the Eddies have, like, their own official podcast now. Really? I could, I could be off base, but I thought I heard that. Huh. Which is weird. I'd check out. There used to be, like, a, a directory of all NASL podcasts. I think maybe mm. someone needs to rebuild that, post it somewhere. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of... It's very... Very turbulent. There's a lot of people come in and they leave real, very quickly. Yeah. They, they don't I guess it's around. not for everybody. It's not for everybody. It's hard. I to think do it's seventy. It looks. Episodes. It looks. It looks completely. It sounds easy to do, and you just like sit down and talk for an hour. But it's much harder than that. I think a lot of people find that out. 
Yeah. I don't find it that hard. But no. I guess that's the difference. That's why well, you know all the facts and, and stats. Doing this, and, doing this for over two and a half years now. So. Yeah. I remember our first show, though. I, I was yeah. like, well, what do we say? <laughs> so usually we talk about the game. So we have two mm. losses to talk about. Yeah, both uh, late-minute losses. Yeah. One was, uh, the one against Indy was an extra time, right? Or 88th minute? The 92nd minute. Okay. And it was the guy we always worry about. Yeah, small always mentioned, Don Smart. So I know like he started, so he didn't go with much. Yeah. I, I really like Don Smart, but... I, I'd take him. I'd take him on our team in a yeah, second. Yeah, absolutely. And he made us pay. I thought mm. we played a pretty good game against Indy. What, who was our, who did we line up for that? So, Pizer Nets, Rosemary Alves, Roberts in the back, Tiso, Williams, Bailey, De Guzman, Edward in the midfield, and Hayworth and Stewart up front. The famous 3 5 2 that we're getting known for. Yes. Which is maybe why we're getting beaten because we're now known for it. <laughs> it worked. It worked for teams, three games. Teams can, yeah, teams can figure it out. Um, yeah, I thought the indie game, I thought. For the most part, we look like we're playing a man down for most of the game. I know definitely we definitely give up possession every single game now. I don't think I don't remember the last game we played where we had the most possession. Definitely, I don't think we've ever had it since moving to this new three-five-two. Well, what I've noticed is when we do have a lot of possession mm. and we lose. We say, oh, well, we had most of the ball. We played very well, if you look at the stats. And mm-hmm. then when we don't have most of the possession, it's, the commentary seems to be, oh, possession doesn't matter. It's, <laughs> the stats yes, don't matter. I, it's the yeah. score. Yes. So it kind of works both ways for us. But um, I know I thought, I thought Dixon had a good game. Um, <clears throat> Mwanga came on. Mm-hmm. He was he was Mwanga. Uh, he's not known for scoring too many goals, but he he has that size that, mm-hmm. that I'd like to see out there. Bit of pace. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so I guess I guess for playing the top team in the league right now, it was probably a good game. Probably a little unlucky to concede that goal. Right at the end. Yeah. And Pizer looked awkward on the on the goal. Yeah, he got a he got a piece of it, but not enough. He kind of bounced off his hands, which probably should never happen. But I guess it kind of took him by surprise a bit. Especially a, a keeper of his caliber and his history. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't expect that one to go in, but mm-hmm. yeah. so that was a away game in Indy was a couple of weeks ago, and then uh, mm-hmm. then we had the underwater game. Yes, under the sea. Under the sea. And uh, the starting lineup for that would be Pizer, Roberts, Alves, Rosaboom, Edward Bailey, Eustachio, Williams, Tiso, Hayworth, and Mwanga up front. So very similar, just a few changes. Mwanga instead of Stewart. Edward changed sides, right? Edward, Edward so seemingly changed sides. And Tiso, too, I noticed during the game, he was on both sides. Like, it was hard to keep track of him. Mm-hmm. And De Guzman was out for Eustachio in the midfield. 
something that a few people pointed out was uh, Bailey seemed invisible in this game. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even notice he was out there until late later on. <laughs> but he didn't, and, and when he was, I, don't, I know on the, was it the, yeah, it was the first goal. The, the first Jacksonville goal, Jacksonville one two one, and the first mm. goal, um, nobody they it seemed like were they playing positional or were they marking their man? It was, it seemed like players didn't know who they're marking. Mm. And at one time, three players went for the same ball, and created all that space. Like it was just a comedy of errors. Mm-hmm. And then through Pizer's legs. Yeah. The Into the, yeah, and that was that was coming off. It was two minutes after. Hayworth had put it us put us up one nil. Yeah, they were actually a really nice goal. I don't, you know, I don't remember Hayworth's goal. Can you walk us through it? I... Um, I don't remember the assist, but I just remember him shooting it in the box. Yes, kind of, yes. kind of okay. was out outside of his foot. And put yeah, it. and it went in the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he came in on a good angle. Yeah, that was a nice goal. He's he's really he's getting nice goals now. Mm-hmm. He used to he used to get scrappy goals. Even in the PDL, he scored a lot of scrappy goals. Mm. Yeah, it's nice to see he's probably one of the sh- biggest bright spots of uh, the team so far. I remember Mwanga early had a, a bicycle kick that he missed. Yeah. Uh, Tried to pull the Joe Cole. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was really wet. You could really see the water start to pool up on the turf. Yeah, I was. I actually played on this the same turf that morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a little concerned. I heard we're getting 61 millimeters in a matter of two, three hours. <laughs> and they're like, I'm like, well, how will that affect the game? And they're like, oh, we got, we got drainage. And there's no worries and all this. And they actually do have a pretty good drainage system. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, that game would have been fully underwater. But uh, when it really downpoured at one mm-hmm. time in the stadium, you could not see the game. That's yes. how hard it was raining. Yeah, and you look on the camera and you couldn't see anything because the camera couldn't see anything <laughs> through the rain. I haven't, I haven't watched the 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 television uh, feed of it, but of that part of the game, I, I don't know when that was around the seventieth or eightieth minute. Yeah, and you could not see, and then that's when the ball started to like stop dead. It would mm-hmm. land and stop dead, yep. and there was a little bit of like water was staying on the pitch. Mm-hmm. But um, I just thought it was amazing the fans that stuck it out. Yeah. There was a 40-minute delay that has to affect the players. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 40-minute delay. People were moving. They moved people to the north side under the under the roof. Which was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Which was great. They might have done it a little earlier, but it was nice that they actually could do that. Overall, it was a good game. Uh, so we lost 2-1. The second goal was uh, close to the last play of the game. Set piece. Yeah, he's seven minutes, set piece, almost near the corner, just floated in the box, and Keita, he scored the first goal, got ahead to it, and just put it past Pizer, Pizer. Had nothing he could do with it. And, yeah, that's it. Second loss in a row, last-minute goal. Yeah, so the team's not seeing it through to the end. No, is that a problem there? You could, bl- you could blame the rain that it wasn't a real game or but both teams had to play through it Jacksonville played through it I mean I think we had most of the chances we still gave up possession but it's just I mean 
not finishing. Yeah, I'm not finishing the game through. It's probably a, an issue there. Yeah, and it was. Uh, hate to hate to have this happen at TD Place, but it's Jacksonville's first ever away win. Yeah. That hurts. That stings. Yeah. I mean, it's always it's always tough playing a team with a new coach because they just fired Mueller, who we mentioned uh, two weeks ago that he should be gone. that he should be fired. <laughs> so this is kind of karma for that. Yeah. That Mark Lowry came in and and I a lot of times when a new a new manager or coach and this goes through every sport that the players will kind of step up their game a little bit to kind of get noticed by the new by the new the new boss. And uh, Jacksonville did. They played a really good game, and they deserve that win. And it's unfortunate for us, but yeah. we'll we'll be back next week. Yeah, we're we're going down to Fort Lauderdale next week, and uh, Jacksonville just played Fort Lauderdale, mm. and they drew one-one. So they're back to their uh, drawing ways. But I know I think I think that franchise is going to be okay if they if they just get some talent in in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, give the fans—they've—they've they've had such good fans down in Jacksonville. Just give them something to uh, be excited about. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think they put a lot of eggs in the Richie Ryan basket, and, and then, then sold, then sold them. Eggs. <laughs> sold yes. all the eggs. Yeah. I—I uh, I don't think they've used that money. And now yet. The, now the eggs are just spoiling. Yes. They're not even in the fridge where they where they should be. So they pretty much like us are done for the year. It'll take a miracle for them to make the playoffs. So I don't know. I read on the Fury site that the playoffs are possible. And I guess they're possible. I don't know if they are. I, um, we need it's, one of our it's spreadsheet. Po- it's mathematically possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. is, is it mathematically possible? Yeah, we're only like with only who's ten, playing. Probably ten points down. Yeah, ten points and. What game is this? We have 12 to go. 12 to go. Okay, possible. 36 points. Yeah, if we win out and the right teams lose, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's going to have to start now. It's going to have to start in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. You're not making the playoffs losing to Jacksonville and Fort Lauderdale back-to-back. Yeah. It's, uh, we might as well just talk about the rest of the Fury news and then uh, sure. yeah. we'll take a break. Um Big, big, big news. Uh, Julian de Guzman out four to six weeks. Sounds like he tweaked his knee in practice. Ouch. And that's bad for the Fury, but it's also bad for the Canadian national team who have uh, World Cup qualifiers within this next four to six weeks. So he won't be available in Vancouver for that. And that's a big blow because we don't really have a like-for-like player that we can just throw in. No, I guess on the it, national team or or on our team, Eustachio mm, comes close. Yeah, on mm-hmm. our team. But any news on Oliveira? I thought in both games they were just missing that creativity and little spark in midfield, which Oliveira usually brings. But he didn't see any playing time in the last two games. I last I heard he was close, and I know the injuries must be serious because they had a, last game they had two academy players on the bench. Uh, Malakos and uh, hmm. Conte were both on the bench. Yeah. So if that gives you a, an idea about how bad the injury situation <laughs> is, like those players are great and everything, but hmm. it's you don't you don't put uh, a third keeper and 
two academy players <laughs> on the bench yeah, if you're a fully healthy squad. So the injury bug has been an excuse. Um, I, I just feel like this team, it's all about excuses lately. Like nobody's taking responsibility. I don't know if it's happening behind the scenes, if people are being held accountable, be it coach or players or management. But we're back to this talk, right? Because we, we won three and everything was rosy. Mm-hmm. And now we're back to like what's going on. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. know. I just feel like this it, there's this this kind of culture of excuses. Mm-hmm. Like and that's all that's all they're putting out there media wise. It's like, yeah, we have, we just gotta have be better, have quality, we gotta you know, the goal is the my favorite one was the goal is at the other end and we have <laughs> to go towards the goal. Mm-hmm. Some friggin' brilliant soccer analysis. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. It's yeah. It's, again, it's them posting up stats when we lead in stats, but losing. But when we win and we don't lead in stats, then oh, we're playing really well and everything's going as it should be. And then we lose two in a row, and it's oh, it's the rain. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of excuses. At some point, someone's got to go. We're not doing as well as we should have. It's my bad. We have to do better. Right, and it'd just be nice. I'm not saying like make any radical changes or anything but just like someone needs to stand stand up and be like okay like be it like the captain of the team or, or someone uh, in the management or someone mm. has to take like say something because people actually care about this club it's not it's not like a, just so something you do fun on Saturdays like this this is for mm. some people this is their club mm. you know and and like we saw that on Saturday, 40 minute delay, thousands mm-hmm. of people staying in the rain. Mm-hmm. Like it was amazing. I, I think almost if we would have won that game, it would have meant a lot because mm-hmm. it was. It kind of felt like, hey, football's made it, you know, in Ottawa. Yeah. When when you can get like three, four thousand people. I they sold over six thousand for the game, but you get four thousand people standing there for 40 minutes waiting, mm-hmm. you know, in a downpour for the game to start. Like. That's that's not Ottawa sports there. That that doesn't happen too often. So no. So these fans are loyal and they care about this team, and I think they kind of deserve a little more, yeah, a little more respect. Do. Anyway, like even if we don't get the results, just a little more respect or like be treated like they are football fans and not just people that come to the park on a Saturday for yeah. hot dogs or whatever. Yeah, we don't want to be patronized. Yeah, that's. I feel totally patronized this season, more so than any time I've ever supported a North American football team. Like, I've never felt this patron, you know, patronized. Yeah, it's you will you will just believe what we tell you, and it's all good. Yeah, we're the experts. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. I just kind of feel that way this year. Mm. Well, good news. They came up with a new song. Mm. An official song. Yes. I think it's called, I believe it's called Field of Fury, uh, hashtag Field of Fury, or just Field of Fury, I'm not sure. I like the fight, fight, fury part. I don't like any of it. It makes me want to vomit. <laughs> so I got to let you in on a secret. I heard multiple versions of the song mm-hmm. before it was released to the public. And that was the best one? That was better than anything I heard. Really? Yeah. So it... it they're trying to do like a, a thing like other clubs have. They have a song that they play before the game. I know. I think it'd be good for for commercials and things like that as an mm. official team song. Uh, yeah, 
I yeah, I I'm cool with the yeah, we'll play this during a TV spot or a radio spot. I'm that's cool with. Okay, everyone has to sing this in the stands when no one says anything except for the sports section basically. Yeah. When no one no one says anything, it's pretty quiet. Yeah. People are just sitting there watching. Well, maybe which is which is there, which is fine, but yeah. I don't think you're them into it too though. I yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I know, I think it's more for like, <laughs> you know, the young kids and mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's a uh, something you could put on a radio ad, but I don't think it's an official club song that you no. I know, we're done we'll put it in. We'll put it in uh, in one of our breaks on the podcast. Okay. I'm sure cuz mm. I don't I don't think they'll uh get too upset if we put it in the podcast. So you guys can have a listen if you haven't heard it yet or or you can if you're want to hear it right away, it's on the Ottawa Fury uh official YouTube. So but yeah, so Tim does not like the song. <laughs> it's getting patronizing. It's patronizing. Oh, okay, it's part of the patronizing. Thing. Yeah. yeah. So if they just came out, if it was just regular season and everything's normal and they treat us like human beings, and yeah. Well, they cool. do. They do. They're hiring smart people, right? They're, they're hiring this Jed Davis guy. You hear about uh, he's the new video kid from. Uh, he's from. Oxford, England. Oh. I went to Oxford University. He wrote Ooh. a couple books about football. One called Coaching the Tiki Tacky Style of Play. And he hmm. has another one called The Philosophy of Football. So. Interesting. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, his, first, his first game was the Jacksonville game. So he gets to watch <laughs> that over and over. <laughs> Poor guy. But it, it takes time, you know, to build up some results. Before they had uh, they had uh, Darko from the academy doing it, and then mm. then they had Jay, the assistant coach from mm. the academy, just kind of stepping in short term. So it's good that they're thinking long term. The original person that did this was uh, Phil Dos Santos, the first yeah. two years, so. mm. and that's you know, and now he's in Fort Lauderdale. We'll probably see him on Saturday. That's true. I believe he was the he was coaching. That team when Fort Lauderdale came up here this spring. Yeah, I, I asked him to come back to Canada after the game, and he just smiled and nod. So I take that as a yes. It is very, it is very crazy the the revolving door of underling coaches and scouts on this club. Yeah, if people if people are going crazy over uh, Alan Marcina losing his job at OKC and that this is a league then I'm sure Fury fans have to be concerned about just how many coaches we've brought in left come brought in left again I see new ushers every game <laughs> well they're different <laughs> well I guess we'll take a break uh, we'll get some energy because mm-hmm. it is late at night that's how we record these now and uh, we got to whisper too, so we don't wake up the neighbors. Oh no! Yeah, but we'll come back. We'll uh, do some academy news, a uh, little bit of NASL news. Some coach got hired somewhere for some new expansion team. Take a quick look at the tables, and uh, we'll preview the game against Fort Lauderdale. S- stick around.
let's talk about the academy. Speaking of uh, youth, <laughs> so they they've been winning. They won their last two games. It's and crazy. It happened last year too. It, I I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the youth and they still have their legs. But yeah. last year and this year they they start out the last the first two three months losing every single game, not being in any game, and then around mid August. They just kind of win. They just keep winning games. I don't know what it is. I think it's because they get older during the season. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And they you get, get a, little up to, bigger. a little bigger. Mm-hmm. A little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, they play a really nice style of football, actually. I, I like watching them play. Uh, their, next, their next game is actually this Sunday at 5 o'clock. Sunday, uh, August 21st, if you're listening to this in the future or you missed it you missed a really good game but they're playing fc gatineau at mont bleu which is it isn't far just uh just over the bridge and hall and just up the highway a bit so it's worth checking out 5 p.m they won their last game against longueuil one mm-hmm. nil uh fair to say uh longueuil were down two men yeah. um, including our our own uh philippe davies who used to play for the fury Oh, that's right. Yeah, you got a red card. You got two yellows and a red. Hmm. But we, we uh, find... Hmm? Good win? Yeah, I didn't see any of it. I have to be no, honest. Yeah. But I'm going I'm gonna to check out the game on uh, Sunday for sure. That's, I'm actually looking more forward to that game. In the Fort Lauderdale so, game. So when is the next home game? The next home game is August 28th. Um, oh, what's that? I believe eleven fifteen a.m. <laughs> on a Sunday. It. Yeah, so it's on a it's on a conflict with like Tim and I church, go to church together. Church. Yeah, mm-hmm. every every Sunday morning at eleven. So we we have to make a hard choice. Yeah. Yeah. So God, God, or the academy, or the academy. We're really loyal supporters, but gonna see, but. Yeah, so that that one's apparently at Raven Road. Um, we're going to double check because uh, I remember being told it's going to be at U Ottawa. So, not to put any doubt in your mind, but just on double check the August twenty eighth game. Um, that's about it. So, mm. I guess we move on to NASL news. Nice. The big news. This 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 could be a podcast in itself. The big big yes. news. Yes. And, and I'd like to say, I think we're the, f- and totally call me on it if I'm wrong, but I think we're the first English podcast, website, whatever, media, if you call this media, <laughs> we were sure. the first English site to report this. Mark nice. Dos Santos to be hired as the next coach, the first coach, as the San Francisco Deltas, which... Huge news. It was shocking when I heard it. Uh, it's a brilliant move, though, by them. Oh, absolutely. A great, great, great first hire. It looks like they're, they're doing everything the right way. They're doing everything, you know, on time, early, even. Like, I remember, I don't know, I guess we, we hired Mark Santos a bit early. A bit early, yeah. And not all his signings panned out. Yeah, yeah, I think oh, he, no. he had a couple really not so good ones, right? 
Yeah, some bad ones. One that starts with an M that ran really fast in a straight line. <laughs> yeah. And then we had a defender that had probably the worst attitude I've ever seen in professional football. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where he ended up. Uh, last I heard, he was just working a job in Toronto. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a hint who I'm talking about. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Big fan of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Mark DeSantos, San Francisco. Did you see the video, the slick uh, production? No, I heard about it. I didn't see it. Oh, it was, it was beautiful. Like, I just watched it over and over. And I did check their site and they're doing something cool with their jerseys, but go ahead. Yeah, they're voting. They're voting. But you have to be like a season ticket holder to vote. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's good, but I wanted to go vote, right? I wanted to like vote for yeah. the ugly one, right? <laughs> There's not a lot of ugly ones. There's some pretty cool designs in there. Yeah, they're they're doing everything right. They got a you know stadium like close to downtown, not too big either. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like they're starting to get the right management. Uh, they got lots of money. Money's not going to be an issue for this. Oh team. no. So you think get a couple more teams on the West Coast, Chicago. You know, this league isn't looking too bad. No, not at all. It's not, it's not all the gloom and doom everyone would uh, tell you it is. And, you know, I watched uh, I watched a game last night on One World Sports, a Minnesota-United game mm-hmm. against Tampa. It's okay quality. It's good. Um, I also saw this, uh, the weekly game that they do on CBS Sports. Mm-hmm. And like, this is a big improvement. You know, and then be in sports. We've all seen those games. Mm-hmm. Well, not very many of us are getting like f- between four and fifteen thousand viewership. But uh, yeah, it's nice to see people getting to see the league in which they cheer for presented in a professional manner, and not have to find some s- sketchy stream the league or the team is putting out. Some periscope the team is recording. <laughs> He's got some intern with his camera. You're not dissing Rogers, are you? No, but there's some sketchy ones. I think I remember Atlanta being really sketchy. Oh, Indy was really bad the first season. Mm-hmm. It was just like an advertisement for tourism in Indiana, <laughs> Indiana. And they and they and they zoom in really close on the ball. You remember that? Yeah, yeah I remember. That's that's an Atlanta thing. Yeah. I remember in goal kicks, goal kicks, they'd zoom in on the ball in the air. It's like I'm not getting anything out of this. That, that used to happen in early MLS, too. I, I remember uh, there'd be corner kicks, and I think it was Sportsnet, and they would show replays, every corner kick, and it's like, no, I want to see the corner kick. Like, this is, yes. you know, to quote John, you know, one in, one in 20 corner kicks, 5% of corner kicks turn into a goal. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's not a play you want to just put a replay over. The most damning thing in unprofessional broadcasting is showing a highlight or replay of a half effort chance or a missed tackle and there's a goal yeah and they come back and oh there's a goal there's a goal everyone's running back to the center field yeah problems baseball does not have no no i remember i was watching i think i was watching a stream it was a a stream on the English Premier League. It was opening weekend last weekend. 
and they did this cool thing where they put they showed the highlight of the goal and they showed it a few times and then in like a box box and box screen they showed like the kickoff that's smart that's mm-hmm. So you're not missing the kickoff, you're not really missing anything, but you can still see full screen of the highlight. That's always a problem with football because they only can advertise at halftime, and they, so they have the advertisement overlays, or you mm. see like the little pizza logo in the top right corner for five minutes, and then a little <laughs> Nissan logo for five minutes mm. or whatever. Um, but I think the box and box would be that's that's a good way to do like the advertising or replays mm-hmm. where you don't miss things. And yes. I'd, I'd rather have that instead of, like, the embedded, like, this is your Boston pizza free kick, <laughs> you know, like, instead of, like, all the embedded kind of yes. ads. Those are the worst. That's what worst. was it? The injury time injury timeout. Somebody has, I think Mike V. Andy has, like, the injury timeout brought to you by, I'm like, there's no injury timeouts. It's not, it's not even a real thing. Or some, like, sports, you, sports you sold You sold something that's not even a real thing. <laughs> which is kind of awesome in a way, but it's really annoying. But that's kind of what we deal with with lower league North American soccer. Yeah, speaking of lower league, going back to Dos Santos, mm-hmm. um, I should find the link and I should tweet it out on the OITF Fury account. Um, There's an article that was an interview with Dos Santos, and he was kind of like, oh, you know, they gave me everything I needed in Swope Park. But but it's different when it's not your team, when the players aren't your players, they belong to the club, and you're you're part of an affiliated club, like a farm team. And that is weird. Cause what? Oh, cool. it sounds like a bit of frustration there, that's all. It sounds There's like probably a bit of frustration, but did he not know that? Did he think he was going to go to Swope Park and like, pick his team? I think he thought he was going to go to Swope Park and within a year be a manager in the MLS. I think if he stayed in Ottawa, he probably was, could have been. I think, yeah. Stay in Ottawa and the results kept coming. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I think the offers would be coming right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, good for San Francisco Deltas. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, he's very, very good at building a team. Maybe not the first year, but the second year, definitely. Uh, yeah, so it will be very interesting in the offseason. He has a good contact list. Up. Because you know there's going to be some old Fury players going. Oh yeah, I'm sure. That, I'm sure they are. Uh, those phone calls have already been made. Mm. And and the, and the players pay attention. Like we've we've had players like from overseas that used to play in our program. Like ask us about oh when's the Canadian league launching? Which cities? Like <laughs> like they're interested <laughs> in coming back to Canada. And these are these are foreign born players, right? Mm. And it's just like. So they pay attention, and they know. They watch the news, and they know. So I'm sure that there's been some conversations already with uh, Dos Santos and s- some of the former players. Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So what do you think, NASL in Boston? It's possible. You're talking about the Fenway Park uh, yeah, rumors? Yeah. <clears throat> I've heard it spun two ways. I've heard some rev, like New England Revolution talk, but... But that was not very credible. But I, d- I would sincerely doubt it. If Robert Kraft, Robert Kraft owns the Revs, and 
I wouldn't see him taking it out of his stadium and, and bringing it to Fenway. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he built that stadium, so he's going to want money to go into that stadium. So the ASL rumor is that it would be like a Celt- this Celtic, Glasgow Celtic rumored NASL team. I've heard it's a possible possibility. I think one of the owners in, of the Boston Red Sox also owns part of Liverpool. Yeah, so would it be like Red Sox and Liverpool versus Man City and Yankees? Yeah, possible. That kind of thing. It'd be, it'd be very cool to go see a soccer game at Fenway Park. It's probably the the biggest uh, baseball park in the world, I would, I would guess. Just the history behind it and seeing a soccer game there would be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. I've, I've had friends from the UK come over just to go to a Red Sox game. So, mm. like, that was the purpose of their trips. Yeah. Not a huge fan of the soccer field on a baseball diamond, but I think if they did it right and going to see a soccer game with family would be something special. Yeah, hopefully it'd be better than seeing one at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> seeing one at Yankee <laughs> on the sight lines on TV is just terrible. Well, that, remember that one and it was the Women's League? Oh, they yeah. Had, it was, it was super, super slim. Thin. Yeah, yeah. They, they had to apologize formally for hosting a game. When does yeah. FIFA step in? Yeah, like, oh, you're playing soccer on all these crappy baseball diamonds and with with a mound in the middle of the field, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know. We we saw the the Fury play in New York on a baseball diamond, and it was unsafe. Like, the the wall was right at the touchline. Mm. Like, so if th- there was not even 12 inches between, like, the goal line, like the back of the wall and the metal wall and when they took corners they couldn't take corners properly and I th- what's Tampa Bay they have to walk through a door <laughs> when they take a corner <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. if you're listening to this podcast in Europe and you're wondering what the hell we're talking about <laughs> Tampa Bay Rowdies play in a, a converted baseball stadium and they don't have enough room to take a corner so they have to like they put a little door where the wall is and they have to walk <laughs> out the door and then they come and they run through the door and they take the corner it's the mm-hmm. the most hilarious thing. Yeah. But and yeah. That's life. That's life in uh lower league soccer. Yeah. Mhm. I I wonder is there anything that you can recall in Europe that's similar? No. That's bizarre. So what's bizarre this week is we're playing in a cricket stadium. We'll get to that in a second, but mm. uh the Eddies are making money again. And it's not through ticket sales cuz yeah, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen, no. Not through the Canadian Tire free tickets that they give out. No, no. Okay. Yeah, the their academy, which is actually a really, really strong academy, has uh, sent a player to Europe. Emir Halic? Halic? I don't know. Totally butchered that name. Uh, signed with Germany's FSV Wacker 90 Nordhausen. Nordhausen. John was John, here. John would be better. Yeah. John would probably tell us, like, everything about the club and mm-hmm. and know, like, three Canadians that have played for them. <laughs> he's like, he's the fourth Canadian that's played for mm-hmm. 
yeah, so good for him, good for FC Edmonton and their academy and Yeah, they're they're put they're pumping out the players there in Edmonton. There's something mm-hmm. in the water. They uh that Davies kid for Vancouver, which we all know, he's starting to get starts in the MLS now. Mm-hmm. So that's uh that's great. And uh so that's good for Edmonton. They're they're making money selling players and it's great for Canadian soccer. These guys get chances mm-hmm. at a higher level. Yeah. Speaking of Canadian soccer, Kendra interviewed an American playing in Canada. What's his name? Did, I don't know, he's some funny guy. Some some guy with Dennis Chin, I believe his name is. He used to play for Orlando. He's from Orlando. <laughs> Plays for some little team called the Ottawa Fury now. Uh yeah, pretty good interview. It's super, super long. So uh book book some time off work. And give it a read because it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Talks about uh, mm-hmm. you know what it's like in the lower divisions and uh, yeah he actually has a brother that plays football as well. That's probably better than he is. And that's his words, not mine. Another good interview by Kendra. Yeah, so that's on a StonyMondayRiot dot com. There's an interview series where they interview uh, Kendra interviews all Fury players basically. She does a handful a year. So it's, it's quite a collection of interviews there now. So it's pretty exciting. But it's not as exciting as the NASL table. No. The haves and have-nots. That's what I think of this table. Yeah, there's more. There, it seems there's more have-nots than haves. But can you believe FC Edmonton tied for first with a game in hand? Yeah, it's crazy. 6-1-1 one one in the fall season. They're like the Ottawa Fury of this year. Three goals against eight games. Uh, that's FC Edmonton. That's, yeah. that's their style. I saw some Minnesota fans just like making fun of FC Edmonton for not scoring enough goals. And I was just like, look at the table, guys. <laughs> they're five points up on you. So it's interesting that the first top four... In the fall, which is Indy, Edmonton, the Cosmos, and Minnesota are also top four in the combined in the exact same order. But uh, Rayo and Miami have been moving up. Rayo, they haven't won since they've changed coaches. Mm-hmm. But Miami, they're, they're doing okay. They lost that game against Fort Lauderdale 2-0 there last week. But besides mm-hmm. that, they're, they're looking pretty strong. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. the Ottawa Fury. Yes. Ottawa Fury tied with Carolina and Jacksonville, just on goal difference, with the Rowdy Strikers and Puerto Rico right behind them. I was worried Puerto Rico was on to catch us in the combined. No. It's not going to happen now. Although in the combined, we're, we're currently sit ninth, just ahead of Miami by... One goal difference, two points ahead of Jacksonville, and 11 points ahead of Puerto Rico, who only played nine games. But I imagine I'll wait till the end of the year to determine if Paul Daglish comes back next year or not. He might go to Swope Park. There's an opening. Yeah, there's an opening. But, yeah. I don't know. Well, if we don't turn it around, we got to turn it around right away, starting with this game in uh, Fort Lauderdale, which I believe is at the new stadium that 
the new cricket ground. Yeah, the new cricket. Mm-hmm. So I think we we probably mentioned this before. This league play we play in a cricket stadium, play in multiple baseball stadiums, mm-hmm. play in a Canadian football stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York plays in a lacrosse stadium. Yep. And uh, there's also American football stadiums like Miami plays in. Yeah, Rio he plays in a American football high school stadium. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Wide range. What else is it? <clears throat> what other field sports could you play soccer on? I don't know. Football's the one that's usually because it's about the same same shape and it's about the same size. Like hurling, maybe a hurling. <laughs> I don't think they have any of those. <laughs> Rugby. When, when, when the NASL expands to Ireland. <laughs> Puerto Rico, Ireland, Greenland. Yeah, so I think this is a winnable game. Uh, Fort Lauderdale have been playing a lot better. They have Paulo Jr. now, who who scored mm-hmm. a goal for them last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also ran it right into the goalie like three times before he scored that goal. <laughs> <laughs> but his stepovers are beautiful. Those are great stepovers. Mm-hmm. So Paulo's still Paulo. Great player, lots of skill, just doesn't have that instinct in the final third. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Paulo, I'm very now very confused about that Paulo Gentile trade. It's a like for like. But it's like we gave up someone who started for us. I guess maybe it doesn't really fit in the new system. But, but to bring in but to James, bring in a bring in a striker that we never use and we yeah, but the size, right? He has, he has the more size. Than yeah, if we never use him, like, it doesn't matter what size he has if he's sitting on the bench. But we have those guys down the wing. Like, we have so many wing guys. Mm-hmm. You know, and Tissot. Tissot's are mm-hmm. a replacement, like a huge upgrade on Paulo yeah. Jr. So, I mean, it makes sense. I, I have to agree with what Doug Leach did there. And they, they just got somebody for him, basically. Because mm-hmm. they weren't going to get money out of Fort Lauderdale. No. And yeah, it's true. So, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was a good move. But, yeah. It'd be nice to get a few utility players that can play in multiple positions. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would... Like, we don't seem to have very many of those guys. I think we have, like, three. Like You know, like, De Jong was one of those guys. You put him anywhere. Oh, yeah. De Jong, even Roseboom now. Yeah, Roseboom's one of those guys. He's, he's, he's really... In, most improved player, I would say, this year. He's, he's turning into a, a favorite of mine. Mm. Yeah, another player scored against Miami in their two nil victory was the, their new signing, Omari. Oh, the Syria legend. Yes, formerly of Juventus. 36 years, 36 years old. See, like, I always, like, heard his name before because um, I have a lot of friends who really hate Juventus mm. and apparently Juventus once paid like 22 million I don't know if it's euros or pounds for him and it was one of the worst transfers in Juventus histories <laughs> oh, so we have that to look forward to yeah. well no he has scored like 60 yeah. or 70 goals in Serie A but he is 36 years old now but he scored He scored the last game against Miami too mm. yep and he, he looks like 
he's he's fast enough for the NASL, and he's he definitely has the quality. Like he's, but he's not a ticket seller. He's not a Joel Cole ticket seller, right? No. It's nice to see them pick up someone like that, coming off their uh, not paying player news that came out. They're bouncing checks and couldn't get money straight and. Yeah, they're tra- transferring the money from Brazil, and it was taking time to clear. Mm-hmm. Transferring large sums of money into the United States mm-hmm. is always a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no PC. PC's no, got. I saw him in a Tampa uniform last night. It was the weirdest thing. <laughs> the weirdest thing. Yeah. So that, that's good for us. No PC. Mm-hmm. They have Cleverson, but it doesn't look like he's starting much. Much like he did for Indy the first two years he was there. Uh, Nana Adekora, the Canadian. Yeah. Don't know what you get with him. He's sometimes good, sometimes bad. He's always a card. He's always a card. He always gets a card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's for San Antonio days. Yeah. Man, Nana was so promising. Like, he was mm-hmm. on the Canadian national team. He is a... Uh, you know, he was always starting for Toronto back in the day. Uh, something went wrong. He went over, to believe, Finland. It wasn't Norway. It was Finland. And then he, when he came back, he just wasn't the same player. Mm. And it's just he's just been, you know, San Antonio, Fort Lauderdale. He played somewhere else, too. Oh, he was in San Jose for a bit with the earthquakes. But he just hasn't been the same player since some, something happened. Something broke Nanadokor. Which is too bad because he was. Mm-hmm. Canada needs good defenders. Yeah. And he, he's still not that old. I think he's under 30. So. Mm, yeah. 2007. Yeah, he'd be under 30. Yeah. Yeah, they usually play uh, 4 3 2 1. So we're going to see that five midfielder versus five midfielder. Everybody in the middle. I don't know. Yes. Uh, Jose Angulo is their striker up front. Usually pretty good. Diego Estrepo, we all know. NESL veteran. And that's about it. Yeah. So definitely must win. Even, it's probably not even worth it, but definitely a winnable game. We have to win this game. What What do you think the excuse will be if we don't? Not used it's to playing on a cricket field. It's too round. The field was too round. It feels too round. <laughs> we didn't get enough wickets in. True. I don't even know. Is that a cricket term? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the game's Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Don't go to TD Place because it's in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, don't go to cool. You know, they should start showing the games at TD Place. Now people mm-hmm. come in, sell, sell one concession open. Because <laughs> yeah. they make a lot of money. They like to brag about how much money they make on that popcorn. Yeah, they could just keep playing that song over and over to get people's... Fight, fight, fury. Feel, uh, feel the... What is it? The feel, the flame of ours. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense. We feel the fury. Something, something, Ottawa. <laughs> uh, people can't go OFFC. They're not doing that. Hey, I see a bunch of people making the, the OFFC signs. Nice. Bringing them to the stadium. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always nice. 
I think it's going to come around. I think supporters, the regular supporters, are going to kind of come around. But it's, it's Ottawa. It's people with their families just want to sit down and watch the game. I know. I, we got a good thing going on here. I like our team. <clears throat> I, I like the fact that we have a team and uh, people show up and they care about it. Mm-hmm. And that that culture of football is developing in Ottawa, and it's 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 going pretty deep for some people. So that's it's great to see. Mm-hmm. So I know I don't you got any. We're kind of a mellow tonight, but if, if you have any comments or uh, something you want us to talk about next show, you can tweet us at OIT Fury. If you're long form and you want to write us a long letter. Mm-hmm. Diatribe, if you will. A diatribe, yeah, with lots of detail. Uh, what's our email address? Ours is a fury podcast at gmail.com. And, and we know the password for it now, too. <laughs> that always helps. And we're on Facebook. We have a yep. page. If you search ours is the fury on Facebook. Um, if you've been having trouble with us on iTunes lately, it's showing on some people's iTunes and not others. Uh, you can always just go to Red Nation online. And uh, get our podcast there. And also the Sports Podcasting Network. If you want to subscribe to their feed, they, they always embed all our shows on, on their iTunes. And that one's working fine. So I don't know. Do you have anything else to add, Tim? I don't. Don't? No. Okay, well. Just let's get some wins. Get some wins. Let's, uh, I have lots of respect for Fort Lauderdale. I'm not going to make fun of them at all. Like no, I did let's... with Jacksonville. Let's finish the season strong, and it starts. The re the rebuild starts today. Yes, and or Saturday. Uh, yes. Yeah, and you. This game has probably already happened, but the women play Friday at noon for the bronze medal. Yes. Big game. I was gonna ask you what happened to. Is it Great Britain that goes to the Olympics for soccer? Yeah, they don't usually go because it's. I don't know what it is. Sometimes they don't even try to qualify. Because they're separate. It's kind of combining England, Scotland, and Wales, which all have their own separate leagues and teams, and should try to combine them. It's usually weird. They did for the rugby. The rugby men's had it. Okay. But soccer, they don't usually do it unless, unlike uh, four years ago in London when they had, when they were, they got automatically qualified because of the, Oh, that being host. Okay, I was, I was wondering because they they beat Canada in the World Cup, right? And now Canada out of the World Cup, so I was wondering yeah. where they were. Well, England did not Great Britain, England. So, mm. yeah. Okay, well, thanks for uh, listening, and uh, we'll we'll see you next week, uh, and we'll we'll have some coffee before. Yeah. All right. Toodles. 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 All right. Toodles. 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 Toodles.